I don't know. We celebrate like your fucking happy holidays. Let's be inclusive. It's true. Merry stolen holiday, you Christian fucks. Welcome back to the Bad Gamecast. This is Jake. This is Jason. This is Elsa. And happy fucking holidays. It's our Christmas episode. <laughs> Whee! You know what that means, jerks? We all did a fucking game trade. Oh, boy. Yeah, so uh, unlike usual times, we each played a different game bought to us by a different person. You know how it goes. Yeah. Uh, so but if the... you don't know how it goes, uh, <laughs> um, I bought a game for Jason. Jason bought a game for Jake. And Jake bought a game for me to play and suffer. And really... Um, Jason is a bad, bad man who uh, uh, what you must deserves all the hate sent to him. <laughs> is that uh, as much as Jake has talked about that, my ability to talk all the time and just constantly blabber on is impressive. My true, my true power is cruelty. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> Oh my god. I really want that to be like a fucking superhero cruelty man. <laughs> so, uh, we're going to save that for the end because it's going to be a right mess. Uh, it's, it's important for escalation. Yeah. So instead, I'll start off by uh, telling you about this game that Elsa bought me. Hey. Because, uh,. She bought me a, a, a great little game called Elite versus Freedom. Right. So the idea behind me sending you this game was everybody last year remembers the wonderful time I had with the game called Shooter Spheres that Jason got me. And I wanted to return in kind some sort of shooting game. That was my only criteria. And uh, I came up with this question mark while trolling things with largely negative reviews on Steam. And I have to say, the people who reviewed this game negatively uh, reviewed, reviewed the game in earnest. The game is very bad, in which the game is also very good. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I, okay, so there's, there's two campaigns. There's the Elite came in, campaign and the Freedom campaign. And you, know, you play through both of them because they're fairly short. It's, each one is uh, seven locations. And... The, the setup for all of this is that the year is 2030, <laughs> you know. The distant future. <laughs> exactly. Because that's how they basically announce it. They're like, the year 2030. And the world has fallen. <laughs> I was just going to say, like, it's all like destroyed buildings and Robocops and shit, right? No, nope, no destroyed buildings. Oh. Because the world has fallen, not in the way of like uh, war and chaos, but... All the governments are now one massive government run by the elite, and they control it from their uh, marbled spires through media and this and that. It is, oh, it's so good. It's so bad. It's so on the nose and just like, it's so bad. Voter suppression and this and that. It's comical. <laughs> to be fair. A lot of these words you're saying are hitting home, particularly after these nightmare couple of years we've had. Oh, yeah, I 
absolutely is. And that's like where you get like where they're coming from. But then it's like the whole world is in on it. I'm like, look, the world hates each other. Famously, yeah. It's not going to be that's one fair. world That's government. fair. <laughs> but... And they just hammer home every single time, like, and they go through the full description of like, the this company's, you know, man, their merger into form the giant media conglomerate, and the conglomerate uh, uses the media to control what people think, and then they help the government spin lies, and and it's just so overwritten and poorly written. <laughs> Hmm. Okay. Like, there's no okay. reading behind the lines because they'll just tell you. <laughs> These are the bad guys. Uh, gotta appreciate all the subtlety of a brick through a window. <laughs> and, like, while they're doing that, the cutscene is, like, uh, almost like comic book, like, drawn cells, basically. Okay. And it's not... Is it any good? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. It's not particularly good, which is why it, like, it for me just works as the, it's so campy and bad and i'm like this is hilarious and so i played through the elite campaign first because i was like yeah let's be the elites and they're just such bad guys oh it's like pure comic book villainry of just like yeah we're here to rule the world and crush people's individuality and spirit and there's this terrorist cell they call themselves the freedom we should extinct them <laughs> Damn. <laughs> You're like, great. Guess we're the bad guys. <laughs> Mustache twirlingly evil from the get-go? Yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> and so, as I said, there's seven stages. There's three difficulties. Uh, the harder difficulties are uh, actually, like, impossible. So don't play them. Play on casual. Uh, <laughs> it's the lowest difficulty. And you have access to all the guns and... Uh, not infinite ammo, but since you have all the guns, it straight up doesn't matter. And infinite lives, so you can just keep throwing yourselves at people. I made a mistake. I made a mistake of giving you something with the difficulty slider. Right? <laughs> because I'll pick the Damn easiest it. difficulty. And Damn it! Because the physics on this game are all wrong. You will see people shoot at you, and their bullets will, like, ricochet off stuff and fly off into the sky, and you will watch their bullets fly off into the sky, and you'll just die. Ooh. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. And you can almost do the same thing to them, where you can just, like, shoot near them, and, like, sometimes people die randomly. It's good. That, you okay? Yeah, you know, the this lighting... This is fine, this is fine. Lighting engine, uh, I, I think... So I think I figured it out, that they use a lighting style for a first-person game. Oh, it's... I should say, it's third-person. You're, like, over the... You know, behind your character. But the lighting, I'm pretty sure, is first person. So the light is in front of you, but darkness is behind you. But when you're behind yourself, that means, like, darkness is kind of around you. Oh. So as you move the light, it it is all bad. Like, was that a toggle or? No, no, no. That's just how it is. Oh. And, like, so you'll turn and, yeah, shadows and light will clip off of things really weirdly because I don't think you're... Was supposed to be in third person, but you are just in third person. <laughs> and I must tell you, I must tell you, my favorite part of the... So there's, uh, I think, like, seven weapons. All of them are really overpowered. Nice. <laughs> and all of them have a melee attack. And this is, this is where the game 
comes into its full fruition because you have your assault rifle, right? That one, you press one, switches to your assault rifle, you know, the keybind are actually fine. They're not great, but they're fine. One through like nine are your weapons. WASD move, look, it works. It's not good, but it works. You press one, get to your assault rifle, and what is your assault rifle melee? Just like butt bash? Yeah, the chainsaw that's yeah. attached to it. <laughs> no, what? Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's assault rifle slash chainsaw. Kind of feel um, like, um... How, um, graphic are these, um, chainsaw attacks? They aren't when at they all. they land? Oh, that's so disappointing. It's, it is disappointing and great because, like... All of the melee that is actual melee has the same attack motion where you just like go down and then sweep up and then the enemy dies in one hit. <laughs> melee is a one hit kill. Good. Good. <laughs> well, you know, so your auto shotty, which is a shotgun that has 120 bullets because it has a drum, <laughs> fires incredibly quickly <laughs> and like a shotgun in real life actually has a range where you can kill people from across the level. <laughs> Oh, remarkable. So it is uh, a really high ammo capacity, higher than any other gun, can kill from across the level. <laughs> what? And fires as fast as anything other than the Gatling gun. Is it something like headshots enabled, where like if just something hits them in the head, they die and shotgun spreads, you know, one one pellet? I think so, but it is hilarious, as you can just clear whole areas with your auto shotty, just like blah, 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 blah. From across the room. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, and it has a bayonet on the front. Naturally. <laughs> but you're like, but wait, what if you wanted to snipe? Well, of course there's a sniper rifle. The sniper rifle is one hit kill, uh, basically always, except on some of the robots. <laughs> yeah. There's robots? <laughs> yeah, there's robots. They're like four-wheeled things. They have a turret on top. I don't know. It's like if you took an electric wheelchair and slapped a turret where the chair is. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah, you know how you do. Well, the fun thing about sniper rifles is that uh, with the bullet physics, as I said, uh, it's kind of wonky. So when you scope in and you can put the scope, you know, the crosshairs on someone and pull the trigger and they don't die because the bullet fires from below you when you scope in. Okay. Because it fires from what? the quote unquote gun. Okay. So it can hit like barriers in between you and the target even though you've scoped in on oh, them oh that's gross the scope isn't adjusted to the gun nope the scope zooms in your camera but the gun is noticeably below that so you can't necessarily hit people by aiming at them oh no you know <laughs> how like normal scopes work in real life yeah yeah, yeah. <sighs> Normal scopes. You pull out your binoculars and look through them, and you just keep hip firing. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, on the end of your sniper rifle is a mace. <laughs> Fucking what? Yeah, like a full on cudgel mace. I actually love that. That's beautiful. It uh, makes, like, and it, it's on there graphically, so it sticks out, like, a foot and a half past the barrel. <laughs> and it's so great. It just... You know, I've gone from disappointed to elated that this game has even, like, entered the bad game cast, like, sphere of games. Oh, yeah. Uh, as I said, there's a Gatling gun. Uh, I believe the Gatling gun has acid spray as its melee. 
Which mm-hmm. what? Yeah, <laughs> you you pull you press the melee button and it just shoots a green cloud in front of you. Uh, there's the grenade launcher which uses a flamethrower as its melee. Of course, so it shoots an orange cloud in front of you. <laughs> Uh, what is the auto bazookas? What? <laughs> the auto bazooka. It holds <laughs> it holds six shots, and you pull the trigger and just shoot off six rockets. Is <laughs> there a fucking auto bazooka? <laughs> I don't know. In case you see a guy and you're like, that man needs to die. <laughs> I thought that was the point of the whole fucking game. <laughs> oh no! When you're the el- here, which is funny, when you're the elites. Almost all of your stuff is uh, defensive, right? You're trying to mm. protect people, and there's a couple. Uh, the worst sections of the game are where you have to lead a guy. What do you know, protect to the? What do you call them? An escort mission. That's it. Escort <laughs> mission. Escort missions are the worst. Surprise. Aha, fuck you, Jason. Um, <laughs> because the campaigns are literally just reverses. They are exact opposites. Where uh, the elite campaign, you're you know protect this guy who's, you know, some elite bigwig and blah, blah, blah. He kills children or whatever. And he's got a plan to kill more children. (laughs) Yeah. But now you're attacking, whereas you were defending. Yeah. And so as the freedom, you come in and you kill the baby murderer, Mickey. But (laughs) so it's funny that the elites are all like defensive modes. The freedom campaign is all murder that guy mode. You'd think it'd be the other way around, right? Like, the freedom people just don't want to get crushed under the jackboot of the oppressive corporation slash world government or whatever. Nah, they're on the offensive now. Yeah, all right. Yum, yum, gorilla, get you some. (laughs) Could you never say that sentence ever again? Yes. Yes, I promise. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, look out for all our new yum, yum, gorilla merch. A picture of Elsa looking like Che Guevara. <laughs> <clears throat> so, uh, there bring is back, also a uh, multiplayer mode. Uh, obviously, I didn't get to PvP at all. There's no, no. one on this game. <laughs> what? There's also, you can play the campaign multiplayer. And I almost bought this game for Jake. Just so we could play at multiplayer. <laughs> oh, double dip in his suffering. Are you kidding? <laughs> like, this sounds fun. <laughs> it is inevitably, uh, for me, one of the worst best things I have played in a long time. It, And I, I do have to make this clear. The game is very bad. <laughs> like, again, the lighting is all wrong. The graphics are very just, like blocky and early 2010s like the graphics aren't Mm. good the lighting is all wrong the writing is so on the nose it's hilarious and that's what it is is like the sniper rifle with a mace on it it's stuff that's so stupid it's just great (laughs) and because they actually have a functional difficulty slider it slider it's three options you can just play on the easy mode and just like play and not worry about, you know, oh, when you die, the whole level resets. At which point, this game would be unplayable. Like, 
there one of the missions requires you to escort someone and it's designed in a way that if you die all the enemies will respawn what yeah so usually when you're just throwing your lives at these things it, you kill people and they don't get back up so you can just like as long as you kill someone you're getting closer to achieving the goal but the uh one where you have to escort someone there are you know it's set up so that there's a trigger to spawn people when you like go through certain doors and so it resets those every time you die so the escort missions you have to do without dying hence partly why they're the worst because you'll get hit with something that you never saw because you can't see shit in this game <laughs> like between the lighting being bad and the uh, gun physics being all over the place oh also the enemies just have your weapons like so they have a sniper rifle with a mace on the end uh don't get hit by snipers because it basically kills you in one shot mm. fair's fair i guess right so yeah uh i i think it took me like 200 minutes this is like a hundred it was like a hour and a half for each campaign <laughs> fuck you <laughs> it's only seven missions per campaign it's 14 missions oh man yeah I, I kind of when i was looking for a game for you i wanted to find one that was more than an hour because i had a few early candidates that were like yeah i beat this game in 30 minutes and I wanted you to at least have a prolonged experience with whatever I dredged up from the bowels of steam. So I'm glad it at least got into the multiple hours. Yeah. It, it's it, yeah. something. Three to four hours. I uh, again, These games are always cheap so uh, it, it was whatever. And that's the like how these typically go. I would not recommend anyone buy this game. Like again it's still bad. But it was funny enough that I, I did enjoy the, like, three hours that I played with it, knowing that I never have to play it again. Yeah, shit. All right. <laughs> right. It's like, it was short enough and easy enough, and I know I never have to touch it again, that I could enjoy my time with it. So for uh, Elsa, <laughs> uh, I picked up a, a little game uh, I think some listeners might have uh, heard of before. Uh, Tomato Way 2. Now, um, I had seen this game, I'd seen this game played, uh, other people, and it looks like uh, an absolute fucking mess, and I know that there's three of them, and that there is a connected story, though I don't know how, how connected they are, but I thought it would be funniest if I put, uh, if I gave Elsa the middle game, <laughs> so there's stories she doesn't know, and I know it's going to end on some sort of cliffhanger. <laughs> oh, Yeah. Oh yeah, the, the the story was completely nonsensical, <laughs> and I had no idea what was happening at any time. And I got a hunch that if I played the first game, I still wouldn't know because this game is just an avant-garde nightmare. Like, and I say this <laughs> without uh, much much humor that it is uh, kind of nightmarish looking. Um, yeah, 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 it is. <laughs> so, uh, I may just get into my power stance here, brace myself for 10 minutes of storytelling into the world of Tomato Way 2. Tomato Way 2 is a, I guess, a third person action adventure horror game thing. 
I don't know, man. Uh, it's a third-person camera behind your character, and you run around this big old map and do things. We'll get into that more later. But uh, to set the stage, you are a vegetable. You are an anthropomorphic garlic man, <laughs> for lack of better words. Um which is to say a bulb of garlic with like a human face and then just like green arms, like green gumby arms and green gumby legs. Yeah, you're not that anthropomorphized. No. You're, you're just like a bulb of garlic with arms and legs. Yes, <laughs> yes and a face. Uh, and uh, the, the story, as far as I can tell, is that you are fighting alongside the other vegetables to defeat the monsters so that we can protect the mammals. And the war did not or is not or will not go well for the mammals, and the mammals have escaped into space. And it's only a matter of time until the monsters turn to us vegetables and destroy us too, or something. It's unclear. <laughs> it's quite unclear. Um, this game is made by a single... Uh, Ukrainian developer Vladislav Castillo Gonzalez. A traditional Ukrainian year, name. <laughs> uh, <laughs> in the year 2018. So this game is only three years old, which just blows my mind because it looks like, I don't know, probably an early mid PS2 game. It, it looks like a game that was probably could have been made 15 to 20 years ago. I legitimately didn't realize it was that recent. Yeah, me neither until I read it literally just now. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, there's some sort of war between mammals and monsters and vegetables on the side of the mammals. Anyway, uh, you take the role of Garlic Man uh, Mallow, and apparently this is a prequel to the original game, Tomato Way, so I don't know how he slots into the original Tomato Way, but... Um, he is in some sort of jail slash experimental compound place. Um, basically a big old dungeon. And you have to escape the terrible experiments that are going on there in this dungeon place. Uh, and you are immediately, when you are given control of your character, set upon by rotten fruits that act like zombies. And this is kind of the horror elements. Everything in this game is kind of unsettling and wrong from the from the animation to the character design to the the writing being so fucking off the wall and just like goddamn dadaism it's just totally i don't have words for it this is this is how bad it is it was like when you had said horror and I'm like, I'm thinking about like the characters and stuff in the game. I don't know that it was like they were going for horror or if it just looks nightmarish. <laughs> like, I mean, those models are fugly. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you're in this, this jail slash experimental place uh, and you reach an encampment of survivors, a bunch of tomatoes with guns and some crazy mushroom dude who... Uh, works as the gravedigger for the prison, I guess, and also a cook. I, I'm not sure. Uh, you're just running through this world trying to figure out, like, there, there's no clear direction. There's no clear, like, waypoints or anything like that telling, go here. You're just sort of put into this map and say, figure it out. And 
eventually you progress along the map and you meet up with oh what the fuck is he um rictus a a pickle a pickle a pickle who is a librarian or scholar or something and he says I know the way out, but you have to get rid of these monsters that are in my goddamn library first. And you're like, okay, who are the monsters? And it's like the cook and the monstrosity, and they're in the the kitchen in the lab. And so you have to find the kitchen in the lab to defeat these two boss monsters. Uh, and it's a big maze-like dungeon um, that is terribly built, really poorly lit as well, like... Uh, Jason was talking about his games, uh, lighting issues. I'm like, I can relate, hard relate, because um, sometimes I just couldn't see. The light sources were unreliable in this game, but uh, I wandered through this maze and destroyed some some zombie vegetables and uh, set upon the, the boss monsters. And you start with a sword and a pair of guns, and guns use silver to fire. I don't know why. You have basically this one currency, which is silver. You use it to fire your guns. You use it to activate your abilities. I haven't gotten to the abilities. You can like shoot force lightning, and also do a Thanos snap to like kill everything around you. Hold up, now I'm in. <laughs> right, and that all takes silver, and you accumulate silver by killing enemies. But some enemies don't give you silver. Some enemies do. It's really unclear. There's there's a lot of things in this game that are unclear, but. Uh, <laughs> We're fighting the monsters. We're fighting the boss monsters. Uh, we have our sword in hand. We're stabbing it. We're stabbing it. Because like there was no real clear indication as to like if the guns were ever doing anything. Like I, I pulled out the guns. Like, great. I got guns and sword. I'll use the guns when I have ammo. And then use, you know, kill things, gain more ammo. Self-perpetuating cycle. Uh, I don't think I ever killed a single enemy with the guns. I would point it at a zombie fruit that was running towards me, unload a clip, and it would just run into me and start tearing into me and I'm just like cool great guess I'll use the sword for the rest of the game and so I did and the first boss that I fought took probably like five to ten minutes of continuously clicking on it with the sword uh not sure if I was doing any damage because there's no like hit ticks or collision detection or like damage uh animations no 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 that that's ridiculous. That's that's for American games. Um, <laughs> we can't this afford is those. A powerful Ukrainian game. So you know, you just like sitting there with my model swinging its sword in space next to this boss monster, going, "I hope I'm doing damage." And eventually, it fell over. I'm like, "Great." Now I have to go to the doctor for the like carpal tunnel that I developed in my hand. <laughs> But uh, no, I had to go fight the second boss monster, which is a giant lab rat in the lab uh, that fired arrows out of its back for some reason. It was like maybe triple the size of my character model. So it was a big motherfucker. And uh, I did that one probably about 10 times before I was like, I don't know how to do this. Because I tried to do the same thing, just click on it until it died because um, I didn't have... Like, when I tried to use the special powers to kill it, um, it wasn't seemingly doing anything. Because, again, no no hit ticks, no, no damage sounds, no damage animations. I had no idea how much damage I was take, doing or, or taking, honestly, at some times. Because, um, real, real quick sidebar, uh, you didn't have, like, a HUD that showed, like, how much life you had. You have to pause the game and then your life 
shows up on the pause menu. Oh, it's some like GoldenEye shit. Is is that a thing that happened in GoldenEye? Yeah, where you'd have to hit start and then you'd bring up the watch and you'd have your health and armor. Yeah, yeah, uh, it was something like that. Although I'm pretty sure you also had a HUD <laughs> in that, so maybe not. Yeah, so um, it, I, 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 I broke and I had to check the internet and see. I discovered that other people had played this game. There was a full playthrough on the internet, so I, you know, found the boss that I was having trouble with, and he literally just went up to it, hit it with like two of the special abilities, and it fell over. And like, what? But when I use the special abilities, it did nothing. I don't know. Hitboxes are weird, I guess. And you know, next time I loaded up, I went and used like the fucking force lightning, did a Thanos snap for good measure, and it fell over, dead. So we've done it. We have defeated the monsters and uh the pickle scholar tells us i will show you the exit and here's where it gets weird oh here's where it gets weird <laughs> we, we were in perfectly normal territory before we were in normal territory it was kind of a kind of a strange setup but it was like i could i could grok everything that was happening like you know there's a dude in a dungeon they need to escape a dungeon and defeat the monsters pretty straightforward um so Pickle Man, he shows you to an elevator uh, that you go into, and you go down it, and you you come out into an empty room, and you meet a friend from the war. You obviously know this individual, and it's a fox in a wheelchair that does not have arms or legs. Uh, and what? you're like, hey, bud, remember me from the war? He's like, I do not know you. Get out of here. And, and so you leave. That's it. That's the end of that scene. Uh, and then <laughs> you end up in a small uh, bar, still presumably within the dungeon. We have not escaped the dungeon yet, but like a bar with a bartender. And then like also a shitty bandit man who's like, hey, bartender, tell me how to get out of here. And bartender's like, no. And then you say, hey, I'm here. And bartender shoots the bandit. like, thanks for the distraction. And I'm like, cool, you just murdered that man slash vegetable in front of me. Also, hey, there's my sensei over there in the bar. And so you say, hey, sensei, how's it going? He's like, I'm disappointed in your performance. And you're like, what? But you've been watching me this whole time? Yes, and you've been doing terribly. Also, you have a son. And then he vanishes. (laughs) Oh. What the fuck? There's more. Oh, please continue. I'm now loving. I am engrossed in the... Your sensei disappears in a cloud of smoke after dropping this revelation that you have a son. And the bartender tells you, hey, you want to get out of here now? And you're like, yes, please. And then he takes you down this giant set of stairs uh, behind the bar that opens up into this giant cavern. And as you're walking, he's like, well, most people who come in and out of the, the prison... Uh, either, you know, come in through the top where they throw in new prisoners and food and stuff and supplies, or they teleport in and out. But there's a third way if you just expand your mind. Also, have you met my brother? And you're like, brother, where is he? And then the bartender, who is like, I think a cucumber or something, opens his trench coat and his brother is his like conjoined malformed twin that lives in his abdomen and tells you to expand your mind. And then you drink some juice and fall unconscious. <laughs> so, hold up. <laughs> Fucking, 
actual cucumber fucking opens up his trench coat and then goddamn Quato's in there and you drink some peyote juice after he tells you to expand your mind. Yes. Okay, hold it together. Hold it together. You fall down into some fiery pit, probably a dream or something. You're expanding your mind and you wake up suddenly in a mine and um, there are a bunch of potatoes and also uh, monsters there. And you're like, hey, so is this the same prison as before? And they're like, yeah, but we're really close to the surface. And you're like, cool. Um, Can you help me get out? And they're like, nah. But if you go find me some, like, I guess, nudie magazines or something, I'll give you some explosives so you can blast your way out. And so you, like, literally just walk down a corridor, uh, just run past the zombies at this point. There's there's no point in killing them. They're infinitely respawning. Uh, grab the random magazine, come back to the potato, and says, uh, here you go. He's like, here are your explosives, but no terrorism or management might not give us our, like, holiday bonus. And you just say but you're prisoners. And the potato shrugs and goes, I'm an optimist. What? So you place the explosives and blow yourself out of there and you're free. <laughs> uh, turns out you're on a small island uh, with a lighthouse on top. And that mushroom guy from before when, at the start of the game, the uh, the gravedigger, he's up there just with a bunch of body bags burying the dead, doing his grave different thing. And it's like, hello, you got out. Good for you. Uh, so you're like, okay, that's weird. I'm going to go over to that lighthouse because it's literally the only structure here on this island. And inside, it's actually a church. Uh, and you meet uh, your buddy, the fox, uh, your friend, who now has robot limbs and a giant fucking sword. And so you go, that's weird. This feels like combat. And then you Thanos snap him. And then uh, he dies. And you hold him as he dies. And he, he said, like, I had to make sure you were ready, ready to fight your master, Sensei. Uh, Sensei was a fish, by the way. Of course. Don't know if I mentioned that. Um, (laughs) And you're like, okay, I will go defeat him. Hold up. Was this fox bit in a cutscene or did you play it? (laughs) Sorry, say it again? Was this fox bit in a cutscene or do you play that? Uh, you you play the the combat like oh. you have to defeat him in combat, but it's literally you just use this Thanos snap I think twice and you win, and at that point you have destroyed enough zombies that you've accumulated enough silver that like you can just use your ultimate ability and just literally just skip it. Hmm. After you've defeated him, he's telling you you must defeat your master, and you go further into the temple, and you meet a snail who is there with your tomato son. And also, there are a bunch of clones of you in vats, and you kill a clone version of yourself. And I don't really know what happens after this, because um, the the snail takes you to take this lighthouse church and go on the road and become, like, a preacher or something. And you're like, okay, I'll do that. And so the lighthouse church blasts off into the sky like a rocket, and you fulfill your destiny. While the crazy mushroom gravedigger man looks on and watches you go off into the distance and starts singing something that sounds suspiciously like a national anthem of some, uh, you know, Eastern European state. And uh, then credits roll. And I have no idea what those words I just said within the last five minutes were. Please help me, God. <laughs> It's nonsense. The The game is absolute fucking nonsense. Like, if what I just said does not make sense, it did not make any more sense while I was viewing it. Um, so, you know, 
there's that. The game is made terribly, like I said, like um, just 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 basic things like having a UI, knowing your goals when you're dropped into this world. Um, the the whole thing I said about like collision detection and hit detection. If you're gonna have a game with like a bunch of bunch of like zombie horde monsters. You need to have them like react in some way as you strike them because otherwise you quickly get mobbed and they just keep ripping into you as you like frantically click away and try to like attack them. And uh, I wouldn't say it's unplayable because um, I obviously beat the game because I started just running through all the battles. Like, there's no point in stopping and fighting the run zombie monsters. Um, but uh, it's it's a terrible gameplay experience. It, it has kernels of humor, you know, like something so off the wall and strange. Uh, and it knows it's off the wall and strange. So like th- there, there are definitely like tongue in cheek moments. The game is very aware of itself and like how batshit it actually is. So, you know, points for that, I guess. But on the whole... Uh, I mostly just ended my two and a half hours of this game because it's a short game, more confused than anything. No, like, deep-seated, seething rage like, you know, I'm sure we'll get into soon. (laughs) But, uh, (laughs) Vladislav Castillo-Gonzalez, you made a confusing, terrible game, and I think that was probably your goal. Good job, buddy. It feels like he, uh... Learned how to make uh, the shell of a video game, and then just like put down a fever dream he had. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really does. Which, from an outside perspective, not having to play the game but just hearing it, that sounded hilarious. But I don't really want to play it. Yeah. Um. My recommendation for this game is obviously do not play it. Um, but there does exist on YouTube a full play with no commentary. So just like, just the game. And it's, it only takes like the, that player, like an hour from start to finish. And you can probably like skip through the, like him walking down corridors part and experience the real true ludicrous majesty of this game in probably like 30 minutes. If you, you know, fast forward at the right times, that's my recommendation. If, any of that sounded like a fever dream you would like to experience, go find it on the internet. It exists because it helped me in my, my playthrough. L- listening and to I you can't believe describe that made me want to play it. Like It makes me want to play all three of them just to see what, what the fuck. I, I don't know. I don't know the fuck. <laughs> I don't know if it can be known. This is the unknowable fuck. Tomato way too. <laughs> put it on the put it on the box. <laughs> so Jake, how was your game? Jason. Yeah. Jason, buddy, lead me in. <laughs> yeah. So um, I was looking at a whole bunch of bad games, right? Uh, plundering the depths of Steam, and I thought, what is what is what is not Jake? And I thought simulation game. And so I was like, hey Jake, how do you want to play? Uh, I think it was. Pro Football Manager, like, 20, tw- 2018 or something. It's, like, the lowest rated thing. And Jake was like, I'm not going to play that. I'm straight up not playing that. Yep. It, it's basically a spreadsheet manager, and that's it. 
you look at numbers and it's sports man. My argument was I'm not against like I'm not against something that I'm going to have a bad time with because duh. But like that's not even like there's nothing fun to talk about. I'm looking at spreadsheets. <laughs> and so I was like, okay. And I kept scrolling until I found something that wasn't spreadsheets. And I looked at this game and it looked like well, it reminded me of last year. In that it looks horrible. <laughs> the colors are so bright and they clash so much. Why would you make a game look like this? And I thought this is perfect. It's a it's a little game called In It, I guess. It's I N I T. Yeah. Okay. And I don't know if that's supposed to be an abbreviation or what. Yeah, like initializing. Yeah. Yeah. Which uh, you should definitely, Elsa, look it up on Steam right now to see what it looks yes. like. Uh, All right, I'm going. As uh... <clears throat> Yeah, it was funny listening to you both talk about bad lighting and uh, how everything was dark, and I thought, boy, I wish I had that problem because, um, God, it hurts to look at, right? And then, Elsa, when you're talking about, oh, yeah, you just uh, check the internet for what I'm supposed to do, boy, that must have been nice. Boy, really. It was. Oh my god, I can only imagine. I can only imagine. (laughs) See, because, and we're, let let me tell you about the waiting the two minutes for the the slow crawl before you can get to the the actual main menu that you can't skip. You are presented Mm. with several options, right? Uh, Single boot, boot co-op, continue, config, and exit shell. Now, naturally, because the main menu is too bright and hurts to look at, Yep, boogie on over to config thinking, ah, this must be where the brightness is. And you would be right in that inside config, it gives you three options. Credits, in case you wanted to say, oh, I should have checked that just to really thank who made this game. Brightness and visuals. Visuals just adjust the screen size, right? Brightness brings up the normal, like, uh, super dark, bright thing where you would have a slider, but it tells you to adjust your monitor to make sure that it works right. Or like, if you mm-hmm. want to adjust the brightness, it's not in the game. You, you have to adjust your fucking monitor. Really great. <laughs> fucking perfect, right? Uh, oh, God, it, it's all like pastel and shit. Oh, boy. In it uh, was uh, initially released 2012. Now, the Steam itself says 2014, 2015. But, like, I don't know if this is when, like, it released, like, at, in an alpha or some shit. I don't know. Uh, made by Narrow Monolith, which uh, I wanted to talk about a little before I really get into this game. <laughs> they are a I, what I can assume to be a small development team. I forgot to check the credits because that that was not on my mind when I was doing notes. We don't. Yeah, no, <laughs> I'm not going to rage. We got to save it. Breathe it in. All right. Uh, they were founded in 2008 to, and I am quoting the IndieDB page for these fine people create unique, innovative, and cerebral entertainment. None of those are true, but, you know, that's what they're going with. Uh, according to the Steam reviews for their other games, because I was like, surely, surely that this wasn't their first one, and, like, they built from there. And I, I think that's true. This wasn't, or this what might have been their first game, but the rest of the games are all like this, in that they are half-made and unpolished and hurt physically and mentally. And I think that's what makes it cerebral, really. Like, you, you got to get yourself into the mindset to just, like, I want to be punished and I deserve this. Oh, my God. So, you know, <laughs> earlier how I was talking about I had games on the slate that I was looking for Jason and that I passed on because they were too short. 
their mm-hmm. one of their other games, The Tower, was one of the Whoa. games that I nearly got for Jason. <laughs> but I looked at the time of play that people had, and I was like, "That's too short. I can't." Because I, it's what, I need like to get something longer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like everybody has less than an hour played. Like even the people who recommend it. Now, I, I, as we're getting into this, I want to say that I didn't beat this game. Um, I don't know that there is an end to this game. Uh, Narrow Monolith starts to half develop a game, then releases something, and then never works on something again. Now, maybe, maybe there's an end to here. I got through uh, each directory is uh, 10 levels. I was halfway through the third one. Okay. Now, um, (laughs) (laughs) that sounds familiar. I'm trying to think of a boy. Like, where where, where do I even want to start here? Uh, I w- oh, okay, I know. Uh, well, no, right, never mind. Let's let's just go through the fu- the game, right? Okay, so here's some highlights. I'm not going to go through all the individual puzzles. It's a puzzle game. It is uh, first person. You move slower than you want to. There is no way to run. You do have a jump. I'm not entirely sure why they gave it to you because it sucks. So the first stage, the first puzzle that you come to, you walk straight ahead into the door. Ta-da! Puzzle. Now, I understand the idea of, like, slowly making something hard to ease a player into the puzzles and some of the variety and what it is that you're playing around with. But there was a tutorial, so I don't know why we need to test WASD. <laughs> <laughs> the second one, the second stage, you hit a button and then walk through the door. So, you know, groundbreaking. Anyway, so as you play along, this is where it gets challenging. And uh, by challenging, I mean jumping puzzles. And by puzzles, uh, it's not that the jumping is what makes it difficult itself. See, the, the early stages are two colors, right? They are uh, blindingly white and blindingly red. Now, nothing in these stages has a border that you can see. So when you start getting platforms that you have to jump on, you have to find them at the right angle because they blend into the surroundings. Did I mention it hurts to look at? Not only do you have to find the right angle, all of the hitboxes are rounded. So if you don't get them at the right angle, you just slide right back off the corner of something. Did I mention it hurts to look at? So as you're trying to jump up onto platforms that you can hardly see, you don't quite right in the you don't quite land in the middle, so you slide off and now you get to start the whole process over again. I'm so sorry. Oh no, see it gets better. Uh, <laughs> for us, not for Jake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> see, now uh that that is true for this section where um it's just clashing colors so you can't see it. And they do that a couple more times, but, you know, like the puzzles change as they go on. See, instead of making it so it blends into the background, what they do is they take the opacity and they make it 1%. So you can't fucking see it. Yeah. They're fucking invisible. Invisible fucking platforms. How are you supposed to know you're there? Oh, because you jump and then you half went up something and then slid down into an instant death pool. Except I don't mean pool and we'll get to that in a second. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's funny because he takes his notes, notes digitally now, so he's angrily trying to swipe to the next page. <laughs> yeah, I've got this digital notebook, so it's all like handwriting and swiping. <laughs> the next puzzle element they introduce is what they call the lol balls. Lol! <laughs> They're these bright yellow balls that uh, you left-click to push and right-click to pull. And every time you do this, they say something. Hey, watch out! I'm moving! On my way! When there are more than one ball present, they talk to each other. 
constantly. And I couldn't tell you what inane chatter it is that they go on about because it made me want to kill myself. So, like, I wasn't listening to it. Like, I had to just run away from them as fast as humanly fucking possible. Now, we haven't talked about the movement in this game. Boy, howdy. The movement is... Clunky's not quite right. See, I was trying to, like, really nail this one down. Um, you, It's not momentum. It's a, uh, like, a faked momentum. So, like, when you're moving and then you let go, you take an extra step, right? So it isn't like you're carrying momentum because at no point in this game do you feel like you're moving fast enough to have momentum. So it, it's kind of weird, right? The, uh, the mouse, uh, as slow as the keyboard feels, the mouse is that for sensitivity. It is too sensitive. There is no option to change the sensitivity. I mean, you have to change your fucking computer settings, right? Like, you have to change your monitor for the brightness. Why the fuck would there be some sort of mouse sensitivity that you could dial in? So, when it comes to these balls, or the buttons that you have to push, that you basically have to get right up onto, because if you move, you know, your hand a millimeter, the mouse just shoots off wildly. You have to get these balls to hit these little platforms, these little pads, right? And, like, they're pretty easy early on. The struggle is getting the fucking ball to go where you want it to go because it's either um, you can't angle it upright because the mouse is too sensitive so like you were always like outlining it which is usually my problem like I would try and get close or I would touch it but it was never quite right so then you like push or pull it from the side and then like a game of pool it shoots off at that angle and you're like why the fuck would you do that for it while it's laughing at you the whole time on my way fuck you you little shit <laughs> And then it gets, right? Oh, no, see. Uh, another fun thing with these stupid balls is they have a hitbox, too. Because fucking, why wouldn't they, right? So if you're pulling a ball and it hits you, you get stuck on the ball while it rolls your happy ass wherever the fuck it feels like going. And you get stuck on it. Like, you got to, like, try and jump and shimmy your way out of its path because it just, like, keeps colliding into you and moving you back, which is fucking awesome if you're on a platform and there's some instant death trap behind you and you suddenly can't get out of the fucking way because the ball's pushing you towards it, which happened I don't know how many fucking times. <laughs> I'm glad you're having a good laugh about it. I can, like, hear this man smiling from the other side of the country. <laughs> Later. Later. Uh, we, we introduce uh, more puzzles, more elements. Uh, they give you health. Like, you have a health bar. Uh, you have three little health ticks. I don't know why. Oh, what? Because nothing does damage to you. It just kills you, right? So, like, it's you run a into a laser. puzzle game. Yeah. 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 You, you run into a laser, and it doesn't hurt you. No, it, it just kills you. The, uh, <laughs> I, I had said instant death uh, pools because there's water, but it's not water so much as just a layer of... Um, water looking thing and if you touch most of the layer it'll kill you unless you find one of the giant holes that are in it so you just fall through and then try and have to find some way to jump so you hit it so it'll kill you because you can't press escape because there's no menu so if you're in a spot where you can't get to uh okay at the beginning of a stage i didn't mention this you have a few options right there uh you have the like restart exit the stage uh it also gives you like a command prompt sort of thing which I'm assuming it's some stuff that you have to do in later levels and I hadn't gotten to since all of the early ones it's locked out for you anyway, right? The only way to restart or leave is from that menu. So if you're down in one of these places where the instant death trap didn't kill you and you're just beneath the water, if you found yourself in a puzzle that's a moving room, which this happened to me a couple times, and it closes on you, you can't leave. The only way to exit is to Alt F4 out of the fucking game. And then sit back through the couple minutes of fucking loading time and hope to Christ you don't hit fucking 
single game because if you do, it completely erases your progress. See, that's that got me <laughs> as I was playing through this fucking game, right? And I would clear the first 10 levels and I would quit because fuck this game. And then when I would come back, it didn't save my progress. Four times. Four fucking times I did this. And Jason comes over. Oh my God, over, what the fuck? And I'm like, Jason, look at this piece of shit. And he's like, well, you just hit here. And he backed out. And then he hit continue, right? Which makes sense in retrospect. But why wouldn't the continue button replace the new game button at the top? Why would the new game button erase all your fucking progress if you so much as glance at it like if you touch that button it completely erases you don't have a prompt like are you sure no 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 oh yo shit's gone now have fun playing that frustrating bullshit over again some of these fucking puzzles i'm not entirely sure how i cleared it i was at the fucking third stage right there's shit i don't even know what it wants me to do anymore and like i got some of them on fucking accident that goddamn moving square right it's a light puzzle. You have to light up certain sections of the main one, but there are bits of it scattered throughout the stage. You have to move the cube so you can see them. It's uh, three cubes, uh, Matryoshka doll style. So, like, you know, you move the middle one, you leave the other two so you can actually see inside it so you can get the piece that you need. Only when I put them all together, that isn't actually what the thing wanted. Yeah. What? What did it want? An excellent question. I only got it by just randomly flicking shit until it decided it was right. <laughs> oh, amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's what cerebral. What fuck did I know? Yeah, you know, that's uh, innovative. Yes. There's, uh, <laughs> there's another element where there's just these little uh, pink uh, squares you have to get. They're cubes. It's a 3D game. You'd hardly know it, but it is. And they're not bad. Like, they have some little dialogue, but their voice is so faint compared to everything else that <laughs> it's whatever, right? Uh, the problem with those, though, is uh, the puzzles that you have to do to get them. See, there is one. It's a uh, moving platform over uh, instant death trap, and you have to drop a ball onto the platform, and then it moves forward and then rolls onto a walkway where it needs to be so you can attempt to slide it down into the little hole so you can open up access to another jumping puzzle to get to the pink cube, but you can't let the ball drop into the water. You need to push it out of the door of the room that you're in to use it somewhere else, right? Nothing tells you this. It's trial and error. I was probably in this particular one of the five hours I've played of this game for an hour, just trying to get through this fucking room. So uh, remember how I said that the ball would just push you yeah, this is really where it fucking it, it got me a lot where like I would try and get it and the ball would just knock me in the fucking water <laughs> or I'd knock through it and then like try and have find a platform that would lift me up into the water or just all F4 and walk away and be done for a minute. Take a deep breath, really center myself, look longingly at booze and realize I can't. <laughs> I want to, but I can't. Be strong, buddy. Be strong. Because if you don't have your strength, how else will you uh, strangle Jason? He's sitting right next to you. Strangle him. Destroy him now. Destroy the evil. What's funny is, um, like, it was so offensive from the get-go. Like, I wasn't even mad about it. Like, it, it faded in. Don't get me wrong. But, like, it was just so abysmal up front. I was like, there's no way. There's no way that this released and they charge money for it, right? Like, they can't. <laughs> I was like, you're moving around. And I, so, like, there's a story in this game? 
I don't know what the fuck it is. It only ever comes up when you hit new game. So, like, I saw it a few times. There's just, like, somebody on a stretcher. I think there's words, but everything's so, like, garbled and shitty. I can't tell what the fuck is happening. And then, like, it throws you into puzzle. Like, they wanted to do a portal, but lacked the, you know, uh, sense of humor, imagination, and um, know-how. I'm about to start fucking frothing over here. This game probably has music. I couldn't fucking tell you. I don't know. I don't know because it hurt. I don't know if I mentioned this. It hurts to look at. I cannot overstate that enough. Seriously, if you are listening to this, look at this game. Stop what you're doing and look it up. Oh, my God. That fucking white on red is brutal. And it thankfully, not all of the stages are like that. It's really just that first section. But then you get into new and more interesting bullshit. And by interesting, I mean frustrating. Like where you have to take the ball down like this fucking big, long-ass vertical shaft and, you know, God forbid you fuck that up. <laughs> oh, right. What I was going to say in that room with the fucking moving goddamn platform, and it's true for this one, too. The balls don't respawn. So if they roll off the side into an instant death trap, you have to restart the level. And you have to make sure you're at the f- beginning of a level to be at that menu to fucking restart it. If you can't get back up, looks like you're all death fouring out because there ain't shit else you can do. Wait, what? I <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so- the, sorry, like- sorry. So, so you mean to say that like you have to be in a specific place to restart the level to access a menu? Yeah. Yeah, the menu is actually like a physical thing on the wall. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Where you start, yep. Oh, and, no. Yeah, and if those balls get destroyed, uh, they, they don't respawn. I don't, I don't yep. know why. Yep. It's a weird choice. So you get to restart. You yeah, can't no, hear I'm me. I'm glad it's you, not me. <laughs> Nodding into this microphone, but I... I I it sounds like a game that wanted to take like the test chamber idea from Portal and sort of like the weird I don't know circuitous vibes of antechamber and put them together and then also stab you in the brain at the same time. Maybe, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck they're after. Like, cause they don't charge enough for it to be a cash grab either. So, like, what what? <laughs> What was the fucking point? What was the fucking point? I don't know. I don't, do I? I can't say I recommend this game. This isn't even like good enough to fuck with someone with, right? Like, uh, I've talked about Alex and I will go back and forth buying each other shitty, like, quote unquote hentai games because they're just like fucking abysmal. It's anime girl doing garbage in their garbage games. They're also like 10 cents, you know? That's funny. This isn't funny. This hurt. It's <laughs> painful. It fucking sucked. All right? And like, don't get me wrong. Sitting down with it initially, just like taking it in, you know, that was funny. Actually getting into it, fuck no. No, Jason, Jake has expressed his opinions with you in a candid manner, and I think he wants an apology. No, no, see, Elsa. <laughs> no, no, I think he wants revenge. Elsa, uh, you got Shooter Spheres, I got in it. Next year, we need to try much harder. We really do. <laughs> I'm so looking forward to it. We have to find to like something that should have been buried. For oh, the good I've already got of some humanity. Ideas. Really? Yes. All right. All right. <laughs> Is it this other stuff from this developer? N- no. <laughs> nah, Jake's about to make a game out of spite. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's gonna get a developer license and upload it to Steam just so that he can sell it to me. I fucking know people. They can do it for me. I'll give him the twenty-five bucks. <laughs> Here's my project. Upload this for me. 
This needs to be like the last possible bad game cast finale because you don't top that. I will say I don't think it was worse than Shooter Spheres because <laughs> fuck man. Jesus Christ, yeah! Shooter Spheres. Yeah! <laughs> oh, that's a good waveform. <laughs> but it was bad. Nothing is as bad as Shooter Spheres. <laughs> Which I will remind you on a weekly basis. <laughs> ah, it's the best time of the year. <laughs> I fucking hate the holidays. <laughs> uh, Jason, what the fuck do we do now? <laughs> well, now we answer letters from listeners like you. Like me. <sighs> all right. In all the times of listening to this podcast, you do not think I've heard the question that is needed to be asked. What does your sleep paralysis demon look like? Uh, are there any other questions or can, can I finish reading this? I can just read this. Mine is Eris from Final Fantasy VII, but she's still alive. Every night I wish Sephiroth would come run her through with his long, hard katana. Okay, gonna be weird already. However, <laughs> to contradict your previous answer, <laughs> Ranger is the best D&D class. Factually wrong. Also, Lord save us, I can't believe that Elsa has a TikTok. Maybe also wrong. I don't know, I don't have TikTok, I can't check. Millennials stepping it's into still... Zoomer territory is scary. Yeah, no, it's pretty cringe. Yeah. <laughs> Alas, I leave you now to formulate more convoluted storylines and try to usurp the entire, entirety of Belarus so I can have my own country. Sincerely, Highland Lion. Get him. Cool, is cool, Belarus cool, cool, a real cool. place? I don't know how to answer that. Is it still a real place? <laughs> right? Like, uh, sir. <laughs> if I have offended any Belarusians... My bad. I think they've got Russians to worry about. <laughs> oh, God. They're between Poland and Moscow. Good luck, Belarus. Oof. Bad place to be about the last 30 years. Uh, <laughs> the last didn't forever they years. literally just have tanks in there from Russia? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, my sleep paralysis demon? Uh, hmm. Like, I want to say something funny, but like I got nothing. <laughs> If you want like, an actual factual answer, um, my sleep paralysis demon actually looks like uh, kind of the the concept of Batman that Batman wants to uh, project to the baddies. So like just a giant fucking silhouette with those fucking bat ears and just like the eyes, the glowing white eyes and sometimes a giant like serrated mouth. It's not pleasant when it shows up and it only shows up a couple times a year, but uh, I'm not into it. I don't understand. That sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially when it's in your bedroom. Yeah. That's how you know you're there for a good time, not a long time. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think... At least I'll die. <laughs> I think... And I think I've said this on the podcast before, but I remember uh, one of the kids was sick and... Uh, <laughs> It was the uh, oldest child who, she was younger, probably like seven or eight, maybe, right? But I'm laying there sleeping. She doesn't feel well. And I wake up and she's like, she's always had long hair. So like I peek an eye and there's just a figure of a girl <laughs> standing there like with her hair over her face. Yep. <laughs> and my first reaction is just like swing at her like, what the fuck? <laughs> Which, of course, she's like, I don't feel well. And I'm punching at her. So, like, she's just crying. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. 
And then she threw up on me, which I totally had coming. I love kids. <laughs> I, I don't have like a, I don't know, fun or witty answer here. Like I know sleep paralysis is a thing other people have, but that ain't me. <laughs> I, Jason I just wills that away. I don't know. Like, Jason, Still do you a demon dream? if they're not invited, come to me. <laughs> and they just fuck off. Well, I don't know. I've had this, like, uh, we've talked about my sleeping habits before and how they're kind of all over the place. And so, like, during Terrible. the week, you know, my alarm goes off and I just snap awake and it's just go time. Fuck you. Like, that's how my alarm works. That's so And then weird. on the weekends, uh, I sleep for, like, I don't know, up to 14 hours a night, which like night seems a bit loose there considering I sleep until midday. Uh, and I, I just wake up feeling good because I slept for 14 hours. Normal human things. Yeah. This is, it fills me with disgust every time you say that. Oh, yeah. It was funny talking with someone else at work about it. They were like, Ah, uh, you know, I am used. I used. To, I'm used to not sleeping much, and I'm like, I get that. I'm like that on weekdays, and then on weekends, I do all my actual sleeping. <laughs> They're like, what? I was like, because this was yesterday. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna go to bed at like midnight tonight and wake up at like 1 p.m. tomorrow. <laughs> and they just stared at me for a while as I walked off. Yeah, which wasn't true. I went to bed at like 11:30. <laughs> I woke up at 8 a.m. because I had to piss, uh, and then I pissed and went back to bed and woke up at 1:30. I'm a human person. See, like, totally I sleep real much and cool. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, I regularly take melatonin because, like, even some nights, like, it's fucking. I'll have uh, it was like once a month where it's just doesn't matter what I do, I'm not sleeping for like the next four days until I'm too exhausted to like function. You ever been too tired to sleep? I know you haven't. So, Elsa, have you ever been too tired to sleep? Yes. Like it, it comes back around and like, yeah, I've, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. I, I, I believe I've tried explaining that to you before, Jason. And you're just like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I'm like, fuck you, you peace. God damn it. <laughs> you just get tired and then you sleep for admittedly absurd periods of time. But no, no, you just get tired and lay there and you never sleep and you just fall deeper into despair. <laughs> The existential nightmare that is never sleeping again. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. But anyway, melatonin, so like that's helped a lot. <laughs> Good question. Good question. Good talk, everyone. <laughs> so yeah, if uh, anyone else uh, listens and uh, has questions, comments, concerns, things they want to talk about on uh, us to talk about on this podcast, although I guess they kind of talk about it because I read the thing. Uh, email thebadgamecast.gmail.com it's uh, where you send questions if you uh, want to contact us anywhere else we're on some amount of social media it's funny uh, you, that letter talking about millennials invading zoomer spaces like tiktok because we're not on tiktok we're also not really on like I, I'm going to say this I don't think I've updated the facebook in actually factually a year now because I'm not a boomer because uh, that's where they all live now <laughs> Uh, so check us out on Reddit, I guess. That is where the millennials go. Yeah. And that we have a subreddit. So, and that gets updated. (laughs) Right. And we also have a discord server where you can come 
join the community? Yeah, something like that. We also stream on Twitch uh, Mondays through Thursdays. Uh, this episode comes out right around Christmas, so we're in the middle of our end of year break, but it'll start back up in the new year, like usual. And that goes on the YouTube channel. We're also on Twitter, kind of. Oh, I should update YouTube. <laughs> yeah, so that's all. Those are all words and places where we might be. Also, if you actually really like what we do here and you feel like uh, we've earned your support monetarily, everyone who supports us on Patreon, thank you so much. Yes, to all of our Patreon supporters, you guys are the fucking bestest. Love you. Those are all my plugs. What are you doing? <laughs> all right, well, uh, Elsa's got more to say than I do, so you can find me on Twitter at Jake Bray. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Freya Faust, but um, also, uh, if you are listening to this, you are a fan of the audio medium, the uh, audiobook version of my first novel, which you've probably heard me plug a few times, Stray Dogs, The Burke Misadventures. Um, book one has recently come out as an Audible exclusive. Uh, if you're an Audible person and have all those credits, you can just spend one, go right over and uh, get a urban fantasy adventure about two disaster siblings trying to survive in the face of unbeatable odds and uh i'm really really excited to share this one with the world um the voice talent that i hired to produce this uh really knocked it out of the park uh danny montooth in ida relesco i'm sorry i probably butchered her name forgive me um they're amazing and they do a great job bringing the Burke siblings to life. Go check it out. All right. Well, for the Bad Gamecast, I've been a yellow puzzle ball that constantly laughs at you. I'm the omnipresent government. <clears throat> and I am a garlic man with a face named Mallow. <laughs> Good night, everybody! <laughs> Nailed it in one. Oh my god. Perfection. A beautiful oh. disaster. I am so tired after recording this. Why? <laughs> Bruh, it's only like eight o'clock where you live. Right? Is it because you weren't fueled by hate? A little bit. And these episodes are always weird in that like we all have discrete things to talk about and like we can sit here and nod and go, oh no, that's terrible. But like there's there's not a whole lot to like, I don't know, add to the conversation when you're describing these like eye-searing voids of light that you had to stumble around in and then delete your game. <laughs> it's like, mm, shame, shame. Yeah, I, I don't know if you caught this, but it hurt to look at. Because I didn't know how else to uh, describe it. You mentioned it. it once or twice. Uh, mm-hmm. I would bet there's a non-zero chance Jake tries to boot it up when you're uh, here to record next. Oh, good. Look, look at what I suffered through. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be like o- opening the Ark of the Covenant. My flesh just falls off. Yeah, that checks out. Be, uh-huh. So like every night before I go to bed.
because I am a totally normal and real human, and real humans place their flesh up on a hanger before they sleep. I don't know where I was going with that bit. <laughs> Do you keep your face in a jar by the door, or like... <laughs> Do you not? When Whoa. the sun goes down, does all your flesh just melt, and then with the rising moon, it grows back? Like, what is happening over there? That sounds amazing. <laughs> I mean, uh, no. 